Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hola, egg chasers. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon to dissect uh, what, the international rugby from the weekend. The, the Autumn Nation Series properly underway now with all teams, all uh, home nations teams and France, Northern Hemisphere sides now facing off. We've got so much to talk about. Um, so yeah, that's why you need to hit subscribe in your feed because this is the first of two podcasts. The other one will concern everything else but hola jb hola hola phil <coughs> hola tim cocker <laughs> uh fresh from the airport from malaga you're, you're looking surprisingly fresh gents we went very easy last night compared yeah. to friday night we were still we we're still out quite late but um we, yeah we had a fairly fairly restrained evening yesterday excellent uh, it's very good fun um but yeah we, we don't feel too bad and we've had all day in malaga to um, relax, have some tacos. We had some great, great tacos and enchiladas really and ceviche. I'm just thinking, of course, you took it easy because Izzy isn't a big drinker and you, yes. you went out with him, right? You couldn't find him. Oh. And believe you me, I looked. Yeah. I really looked. Uh, Sir Charles wasn't there, but Malachi was. Malachi, oh, good. Malachi played hard. Yeah. Uh, who's the other guy? George Moala. George, George Moala played hard. Big Ben. Ben Tamafuna played bloody hard. He he played very, very well. He was, an, as you would expect, he was an absolute nightmare for the Spanish front row yeah. at scrum time. It was horrible. Yeah, I mean, the Spanish front row, most of whom play uh, around Seville or in Seville. A hard, long, painful <laughs> evening up against Ben Tamafuna, who has been paid the best part of, what, half a million quid a year to do exactly what he was doing? So, so we've seen Spain play in... Married, yes, yeah. at the University Stadium, fantastic venue. What was the stadium and the setting in Malaga like? The stadium wasn't great. Okay, so it was like a municipal, generic sports ground. Yeah, athletics track. There's a charm to to that, that sort yeah, of place. Yeah. There is, but the downside of it was it, it only had one stand, so it holds about ten thousand people, but all in one stand on one side. Uh, great for a 100-metre final in the athletics. Yes, yeah. perfect for that. But it meant that three sides of the ground were empty. So the the, the Spanish fans, they, they came out in full force. Um, it was a good turnout. It was probably, that stand was probably maybe 80% full. Yeah. Um, so it's like double a... 
Newcastle, Sale or Worcester crowd. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, and they were, yeah. Li- they were lively. Yeah. They were very lively. Like if, if Spain would have somehow managed to score a try, that place would have absolutely kicked off. Yes. It, it was really, really, really well supported. Uh, Spain are not a good rugby team, unfortunately. <laughs> good well, kit, though. Good stash. The, yeah. the, kit, the kit's great. We were, so, we were actually commenting during the game about the colour combination, the classic, mm. slightly darker red, mm. the yellow accents, and then the, the deep navy shorts. Lovely kit. Yeah. Um, very well supported. And the stadium itself was, it was, very, it was easy to get to, easy to get out of. Um, but, but it wasn't the most exciting. It, it probably looked great, actually, on TV, because the stand, yeah, the cameras were facing the stand, but from us facing the pitch, we had it was totally empty on the three sides that we could see. Yeah, so that that doesn't particularly help. Well, I want to get we'll get some tales from uh, from Malaga <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> Excuse me, what of the rugby did you see then? Or what? I suppose it's probably easy so, to say what didn't you see? Uh, didn't we see. Did, we didn't see quite. Well. So, so, the, so the game that was on at this, concurrently with our game was Ireland South Africa. So we were following it on the phone, but we oh, did, didn't okay. watch any of it other than catching up the highlights. So a bit of Wales. But saw all of France, which was magnificent. Yeah, we just that was our timing was great. We just got back to an Irish bar just in time to watch France Australia. That was a fun game. We did exit. We did exit to Northampton. Yeah, in nice a, in an Irish bar. Yeah. On really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. We did yeah. England Argentina from the airport. Yeah, and what else did we do? That, that, that might that might be it. it. All right. And obviously Tonga, Tonga Spain. Yeah. Well, let's start with England then, because you watch that game. It's fresh in the mind. And are we going to call this the downfall pod? It's not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) I I bet you were loving it, JB. I was enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. I was enjoying it. You know, it's the last game of an international weekend. So you get to see the wares of all the other teams first, and then you get to have a look at England. They're just not very good. That's what it comes down to. Their play selection is not good. They look overcoached, if anything. They're... Attack is chaotic and crowded. They don't seem to have any space. They seem to run in each other's way. I don't think... It's hard to come up with anything particularly good for what they do. Yeah, they, so... I've, stepping back, there's, there's been a lot of catastrophizing that I've seen about this. So I, I don't think it's a catastrophe. However, it was not a good performance. Like, it's no. not a catastrophe... It's not a catastrophe because Argentina are a bloody good side. Very good team. They beat yep. New Zealand in New Zealand. Yes. Yep. They've beaten South Africa and Australia in the Rugby Championship. They beat... Uh, they beat everyone of any of, of any consequence. I'm thinking of other games. They beat Scotland they beat in Scotland. Scotland. Yeah, they beat Scotland in, in the summer, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Um, but they, they are just... They're a very, very good team. Yeah. They're very, very set, good all very round. experienced. Yeah, settled experience. And they've got some of the best players in the world in their positions, like... Um, Matera and Kremer and Gonzalez is a hell of a back row. Montoya. Montoya is brilliant. My, one of the best hookers in the world. Mm. Boffelli for both his kicking and his running. The two yeah. Carreras boys are uh, outside in the centres. And if you were just, I'm, I'm telling you, just pulling that kit on and looking in the mirror and thinking, <laughs> look how good I look. That, to, that's got to puff your chest out and give you 10% extra. Time, yeah. time like, that's, that's an Eddie Jones sort of uh, percentage. I'm just going to do an Eddie Jones. I'm just going to say, that kit makes you thirty percent better. Yes, yeah. definitely. Well, so it's, it's not. I don't think it's a catastrophe to lose to Argentina. However, I'd agree with a lot of what JB said about the way that they played was so disappointing. Turgid is the word that so, I'd use to describe it. Yeah, and no, no pace, little direction. The, you, you mentioned the crowded midfield. Yeah, it felt like it felt like they were condensing all of like the the um, the backline, particularly. Um, 
10, 12, 13, into this very narrow channel, which would, if if done correctly, and Argentina did it correctly for the Buffelli try, if done correctly, create space elsewhere. But oh, they that never, try with all those decoys and yeah, the different just, angles and stuff. It was beautiful. They, they did the thing to create the space elsewhere and then never utilised the space elsewhere. They were unable to yeah. work their way into that space. And like, everyone was praising Kyle Sinclair throughout the entire game. I mean, he was giving perfectly average tip passes. You know, that that's the best thing I can say. They were perfectly adequate. And that was it. So in the first... I, 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 I kind of agree with you there. Maybe that's because uh, English players in, is generally forwards. That's not how you think of them. But and I, and I agree. You should say, yes, that was good distribution. But I think we maybe overemphasize just because he's a prop. Or just, <laughs> yeah. It's like they're professional rugby players. Yeah, they, they should. That, yes. It should be an expectation that you can catch and pass it's like you not being able very, to read, very well. It's not, like, it's not you not being able to introduce the travel news and weather or something, you know? Yeah. It's like, that's what we expect. Like, it's like pronounce Bon Jovi wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what it'd be like for me in my world. Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, and look, Sinks did well in the scrum. He's had some weak, weaknesses in the past there, or perceived weaknesses in the past. I think I thought the scrum was one of the few areas where the, it actually handled pretty well, yeah. generally. Um, yeah. Although although I would say in the last 10 minutes, the scrum did, we probably went, it coincided with Sinks going off, actually. The scrum, yeah, Joe Hayes didn't have a good yeah, time. Yeah, the scrum got a lot weaker at that point. Yeah. But like, if you watch France, okay, and you see how they played last night their play selection was much better when they had to go forward they went forward so get over the game line get over the game line kick it well England just can't they don't have that raw power that raw sort of I, I think it's important aggression. I do think it's important to it's an important parallel to draw with France mm. because quite quite easily we could be sat here going oh England bit of a turgid display but oh at least we snuck through with a win and, and, and France, also you could be yeah. saying France well they lost to Australia and I, and that's where I think Phil's got a point that when you just gauge the reaction and test the temperature, people aren't concerned that France were not as convincing as they normally are. And people have already said, well, it's their first game and Australia are coming off the back of rugby championship. They're, they're cohesive together. They've played a lot and France is their first game in a while. No one's saying that about England. So I'm disappointed in the performance. I'm disappointed in the result. But I think by mentioning France, you, you picked up on something really important there, which is the reaction's way over the top. Well, I think it's an overall disappointment rather than anything else. I think it's disappointment with it being a Sunday game. I think there's disappointment with the uh, the atmosphere in the crowd. I just think the whole thing has been really... You know, the weather is miserable. Everything about the occasion was miserable. It wasn't even much of an occasion. It was more like they just had to grind through the gears. It's all twicking them on a Sunday. It doesn't feel yeah. right. So talk to us about the atmosphere. Tell us, because we've read that the atmosphere was bad, but because we were watching it in... A bar in uh, yeah. Malaga oh, well, Airport. I wasn't there. Uh, no, sorry, as in right. just from what you got on TV. There was, so there's no sound yeah, for, no sound. for a lot of the game. Yeah, the, the, uh, I don't know whether that was. It's hard to dis. It's hard to uh, just the fact that I was ambivalent watching the match. I was like, I, I, yeah. at one point, I thought, shall I bother with the second half? The first half was so <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> but honestly, I could probably do something more productive with my time so it's hard to separate that from the feeling but it did it did appear to be flat and the yeah. commentary team did their best to try and make it feel exciting but there was nothing felt exciting about that and I think everyone obviously has gone for the oh Farrell Smith thing as as the thing mm. but uh, that's part of it we can have a discussion but 
I think it's such a just as I think it's uh, the wrong way to go to catastrophize. I think it's the wrong way to just suddenly go ten twelve. Oh, that's the problem. That's it. So if, get that, change yeah. that, and it's solved. Because it's not. I don't think it is. I, but I think one easy fix, and we actually saw it in the game. Nine? Nine. <laughs> uh, yeah. so when, when you've got I'm the, gonna... thir- the third best scrum half at Leicester, starting <laughs> for England, let alone all the other scrum halves at other clubs. I know we, we'll probably get some stick for this, but Ben Young did not have a good performance. And the speed of ball and everything that played off the speed of ball just... Seemed seemed to, and it's I mean, it's my perception going into this. So it's, it's probably <laughs> yeah. pushing on an open door with me. Confirmation bias. It is massively confirmation bias, but it did seem to improve when Van Portfleet got on. In what was it, twenty five seconds? He's yep. been on the pitch and he well, yeah. glides in for a try. When he managed to thread that ball through three forwards into touch. Oh, the Ben Youngs. Oh my yeah. goodness me! I mean, it actually takes some skill to do. It's it harder to do really that than yeah. not do it. Definitely, he could not. Do, well, maybe he could do it again. But <laughs> so that's where I do a frustration, and you know, everyone. Uh, there's so many people who's going, "Oh, Eddie, get him out!" All the rest. Of that, but that is where I do have frustration: the persistence with Ben Youngs. Yeah. Who, uh, don't get me wrong, awesome has been an awesome player yeah. for England, and I'm not saying shouldn't be um, considered. But in the way he's done with Billy Vanapola, just going, do you know what? You're not playing at your best right now. Yeah. So go back to your club. And here's what um, it, play behind Wigglesworth. Yeah, <laughs> work, work, work. But yeah, it, yeah. it worked um, to a point with Billy, although he didn't have a particularly good no. game. To, uh, not that anyone really had a good game, no, but no. it has it worked because Billy going into the Australia tour was playing some of his best rugby and played well yes, in agreed. Australia. And tour. the other thing is with the with the balance in the you've got the the irresistible Manu Tuolangi that is. It, like the ring in Lord of the Rings, it's just you can't, yeah, you can't avoid the temptation. Uh, but we, we, if you are going to go down that route, then I thought the the wing selection was odd. And hindsight's twenty twenty. But I I was saying this when the team was announced. I, it seemed like Eddie liked. Oh, okay. I want one of my sort of big, more physical work rate wingers. Mm. He's going to come off his wing like Noel or Thocken a singer. And I like my sort of speedster mm. gas man. And I'm just going to sack off the gas man. Just have two of those guys when two Langy's already in the back line. I just, I just mm. found it odd. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge Joe Cockney Singer fan. No, don't think, don't think he's great. Um, he doesn't beat the first man very well. He does kick uh, kick chase very well. He worked very hard in really his kick well. chases, yeah, like, which does he, suit England's game when they're playing like that. And he's one of the few players that they have who might not be, be the first man, but he can get over a man. So, like when he took his try. I don't think anyone else is able to be that strong just to force our way over. So he's got some utility, but that's not necessarily why I pick a winger. Mm. Maybe the kick, the, cha- the kick, kick chase. chasing is. He, and he worked yeah. very hard on yeah. the kick chase and, and was was good overall. But to pick up on what you said, defences are so good now and have been for a long time that you mm. can't just run straight at them and expect nope. to get any change, however big your team is. And... <sighs> And it, Mark Atkinson on the podcast a few weeks back was saying how everyone's adjusted now to the to a defence that's just trying to be right up and in your face. And we saw that with Australia, mm-hmm. um, and we saw that with Ireland against South Africa. It's like actually you need to you need to do something a little bit more now. And that's where I'm scratching my head with Eddie Jones. It's kind of like I'm, I'm hoping that all this 
<laughs> hot air about a master plan, and we'll we'll, we'll have it. We'll, we'll They're keeping it well hidden, aren't keeping they? Keeping it hidden till the world. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that that is the reality, because otherwise I'm just not. I'm wondering I mean, what's going on. Yeah, I'm I'm getting less and less optimistic about that. If you're really good behind the scenes, you think it would come through eventually. Like if you just and, had a really cohesive unit. And the the thing is, if if you were if you were really good, you could have you could do. 20 things really well like no one knows which of those 20 which of those um, tools in your toolkit you're going to select at any given moment exactly so but you should be practicing those 20 different things that you can well, do like, do you remember the nation's cup that they did and they said yeah we're just going to work on our defense we're just going to do nothing but defense and they battered george and they battered someone else uh, and I was like, oh, they've just worked on their defence, and they're going to open up the playbook for the for the attack next week. And they never did. Hmm. Never happened. That's not, at most point, it's not even how you play rugby. It's just not how you play rugby. Today, we're not going to attack, fellas. We're just going to defend. <laughs> not a thing. Um, <sighs> England, England's defence, I think, at least, they were trying to get off the line so quick because they want to dominate collisions. And this also has a knock-on effect, which means that they're giving away penalties. So the amount of times they gave an offside penalty, which is absolutely stupid, just because they want to fly off the line and smash someone, it's just it's just not working. It's not working. Yeah, the the penalty. We've not touched on the penalties, but the penalties. So it, there weren't that many, but they were significant and they were silly. It was the timing of them. Yeah, it was the timing. It was. I was saying to JB, right? England have just got three points. They've gone in front. Watch them. They within two minutes of this restart, they're going to give a penalty away. Bang! They did. It was just sim- simple, foolish errors, and the the penalties killed them. And they they compound compounded um, some of their other mistakes. But some of their mistakes, losing ball in contact, not looking after um, ball at the back of the rook, five meters out from Argentina's line. Yep. That, the number of times they learned, it was it was a, a greasy day. The ball looked very slippery, very very wet. But the, both teams play in England. England lost the ball far more times in in contact. Yeah, uh, it, we should credit Argentina. They, that, yeah. That's a very that's a very very big win for them, and they are a you already said they're a quality rugby side. And um, it, I wouldn't want any Argentinian fan who's really excited to just think that. Oh, they, they weren't part of this game. But what I would say is, I didn't think Argentina were great. I thought no, Argentina no. were average and England were dire. Yeah. So, but basically, Ar- how I'd put it, Argentina had the the Boffelli try was a moment of magic. Yeah, that was by far the best part of the game. Other than that, they they defended pretty well. Um, Boffelli kicked immaculately. Um, he's such a he's such a dangerous weapon because. Almost anywhere in the opposition or opposition half, you, you make a mistake and give a penalty away. Yeah. It's three points, yeah. so they they were, but they they weren't amazing. But they they did they did enough. Uh, have a listen to this, Ben Mabbott. Contact headchasers at gmail.com. That's one way you can always get in touch with us. And thank you for all the contact this week. There's some brilliant stuff. He says after watching that display, I'm not sure what England's game plan is. Echoing what we've mm-hmm. already been saying. <laughs> I haven't been sure of what England's game plan is for a while now, including the last six nations. England were average in all areas against Argentina, but still within a point of a win. Now, my question is this. If Eddie Jones is keeping his, quote, game plan back for the World Cup, then what are his instructions to the guys in the changing room? It seems bizarre that he would encourage them, as JB was just sort of saying there, uh, to just go through the motions until a master plan is hatched at some point next year. As rugby noises, have you ever seen this before at international or club level where a team so withdrawn in terms of a game plan 
but then come up trumps when it matters. Uh, seems very high stakes. Ben Mabbott from Nottingham. Uh, no, I, I can't <laughs> think. Of, I can't think of any examples. Um, I can actually. Carlos Spencer playing for the All Blacks, but it was the, it was the reverse. And what the criticism was is that Carlos Spencer showed the opposition too much of the All Blacks playbook in the 2001 World Cup. And that's 2003. They, 2003, sorry. And that's why they didn't win it. When you say playbook, what, what people actually mean is like set-piece strike moves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wiper kicks and stuff against yeah. um, Italy. You know, and uh, yeah, so that's exactly, yeah, exactly the thing. By the way, rugby doesn't have playbooks. And not only does it not have playbooks, they shouldn't have play, play, playbooks. Um, I was reading some stuff today about England after the game and some of the immediate analysis and they're absolutely right England are overcoached like they they spend so long setting up to set things up that they're easy to play against mm. I think well it's hard to know that that's what's going on it's just not it just it's not clicking and part of that can be personnel which that comes down to selection. Part of it can be cohesion, which I um, and I coach. I don't understand. But let's let's talk about the the fly half position because this whole mm. everyone's going on ten twelve blah blah blah. Let's leave Tuolangi for one side. Um, we we've all spoken at length before about the need to, to not not move on, not to say not include him at all, but to effectively move on. And I thought they had done with Slade, March, and, and all those other options. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, here's the thing: uh, people are starting to say. Maybe Eddie Jones's thought of a test match animal is a is actually a real thing. And on the field today, you saw it because you've got Gloucester's fourth choice fly half yep. who plays fullback for them, looking like an international ten. Yeah, and you've got the most mercurial Premiership fly half, the best in his domestic league, looking out of his depth it's at international shaky. level. Yeah, it was yeah. shaky, uh, but he's not. He doesn't seem to be allowed to play. I mean, if you swap the jerseys of Santi Cordet Carreras. Carreras and Marcus Smith today, I think Marcus Smith has, would have a wild game for Argentina. I, I don't think it's don't think it's on him. I, you know, you look at all the movements ha- that's happening on the outside of him and the options that he's got, and you know, he's got to be incredibly precise e- even to find a runner because everything is just so so crowded. But isn't that what a t- isn't that like a ten? That's they're they're the sort of quarterback. That, they are. But like, so what's happening in the eighty minutes? And I mean, and also he was he, he was getting some fairly basic things wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I just think he needs to be able to play more. I think you know Marcus Smith for Harlequins is running around, lobbing passes everywhere, putting little stabby kicks through, just doing everything. With England, he doesn't seem to have that freedom. So how, how much of that is with? The England setup, yeah, and how much is it that you've got that split second lesson international international rugby? rugby. That's 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 the question, I guess. That's yeah, the other part. Of this and I don't, I don't, I don't know which. one I don't it know is. which one it is. Yeah, but yeah. but I'm open to the idea that maybe it is the international rugby thing. Well, I'm not we, saying that is the case. I, th- I I think Marcus Smith's a, a great talent. Well, the other part of this is England might lack f- physicality because they're playing all playing in the Premiership, and Premiership is basically basketball. You know, so they've been scoring 30, 40 points a game, going back and forth. And they might have forgotten the fundamentals of what rugby is, which is a massive physical fight up front. <clears throat> and maybe England are just lacking a little bit of hardness, like the French are. Because the French are just going forward and monstering people continuously. And the top 14 is very much like that. That's, yeah. I, do you know what? That's interesting, the parallel between the, the shift in the premiership, which everyone's been lauding, but... But no one's watching. 
They, 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 I'm open to that idea that, that might we might be seeing. You've got the top 14, haven't you? Which everyone says is boring and sterile and all power based, and everybody's watching it. And you've got the Premiership, which is flamboyant and expansive, and nobody can be bothered. Mm. What is the disconnect here? Oh, we've been told lies again about what people want. I suspect we are. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some, something's got to be done. There's. We obviously have our Premiership pod, but there are problems with the Premiership that we we talked about at great length and I do just wonder I can't remember if we meant if I mentioned this point um recently but I do wonder if the salary cap is the fact that you're creating this level playing field and anyone can beat anyone and teams with the exception of perhaps Saracens, and no relegation and no and no relegation yes definitely no, no relegation but just that that having such a level playing field whether that actually harms the league and there's there's um, Soconomics, which is a great book. I think JB, you read yep. relatively recently. <laughs> I read several years ago. That makes the point in football that having the disparity is actually good for the league because it, um, even the the poorer clubs, uh, poorer financially and therefore poorer um, performance-wise, um, if they play... Manchester United or a Man City or a, an Arsenal or a Liverpool, they get a shot at the King. It's, it can be like for a for a, um, a Brentford or a Crystal Palace, they can they get like four or five home cup finals a season, and they only need to win one of those every two years, and it gives like this great um, like rousing feeling behind the club. So the disparity actually breeds the interest and in the league. I watched Moneyball again last week. A brilliant film. It's a good film. It's a great film. Really good adaptation of a, of that true story. Mm. And uh, I, I think you also what it reminded me in the context I was thinking about the salary cap and rugby was, yeah, you, like people find other ways to win. And like I'm thinking of football. Like do you remember Wimbledon back in the day? Didn't have any money. Yeah. But they went. We're going to be hard, horrible. horrible and hard. Yes. And we're going to rough people up. And yeah. that's And that. And we're going to be. We're going to get a massive team. And we're going to make your like. We're going to make you hard men like Dennis Wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, for 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 ninety minutes, we're going to make your life really uncomfortable. And you could imagine rugby doing something similar. It's like the it's like the Raiders uh, from mm. back yes. in the day, isn't it? Let's get a load of com- ex-convicts and yeah. bad bad boys. Because we, we, we have tried. We've, we've now got quite a lot of data on the salary cap in uh, English rugby. And I'd be interested to see, but I think the overall um, crowds, they might have gone up for a little bit, but they are definitely tapering off at the moment. So yeah. may, maybe it is time to, to change the rules a little bit. Uh, just uh, that, that question about Marcus Smith, uh, sort of get Gary Blanchard contact Chasers at gmail.com he, ma- he was making that point about you know is it is it the way you can play or is it him but he said in his the final sentence from Gary uh, he said either way Owen Farrell is still England's best 10 and should be playing there maybe mm. maybe mm. yeah I just... Farrell just doesn't really inspire me for England <laughs> you... he never has yeah it's, it's because he's he assistant player for, for Saris it's because you love Ben Spencer so much I know, and he he hates Ben Spencer. Yeah, so hard, hard to know. Yeah, uh, uh, but that that said, and let's let's talk more broadly. Uh, if we if I'm taking my disappointed England hat off, mm-hmm. off for a second, how great is France? 
rugby generally at the minute that the fact that you've got a really good Argentina team yeah you've got New Zealand the rumors of New Zealand's demise very much exaggerated yeah you've got Ireland actually still doing it and showing they can play different ways to win but South Africa you know they're going to be great Australia are a really handy team France are great we'll talk about Wales they can be great and I would be scared about Wales in a World Cup quarter final where England may well meet them uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure we're right to be scared about Wales but okay, um, yeah. Well, I would be. I've, I've seen. I've seen enough. There's enough game tape on that to know that we. Should, I should be worried. Um, but the, my my point being is, how good is a year out from ten months out from a World Cup? Th- I, I, just it's in a great place. Yeah, the the competition, um, the t- the the level of tier one competition. Um, maybe minus Italy, although they they got well, no, not maybe minus Italy, although they did get a very good result this weekend. Yeah, they did. But you could pr- arguably add Japan to the mix because Japan mm. can Japan can trouble a lot of those tier one nations. They can, yeah. So I mean, what did they say? They wanted a World Cup where there could legitimately be ten nations that could win it. Well, we're not far off it. We're, we're not far off. I, I really do, and that that makes it very exciting. Makes it yeah. very very interesting. France have have to be the favourites at the moment. It's in well, France. Well, yeah. we will we will talk about that. Ireland are the world number one team, and they beat the world champions at home. And well, before we get onto the actual rugby, you saw enough of the highlights and stuff to just know what an absolute abomination that kit was. Yeah, that yes. that kit is awful, isn't it? Awful. What were they thinking? And it, the kit and it, and the clash as well. Yeah. It's not a direct clash, but they're so similar. Yeah, I mean, the clash is an obvious one, but. Even if it didn't clash, that kit is a disgrace. Awful. Awful. You're an international rugby team. Yeah. This, isn't, this isn't a club side with it with a third choice kit for a European campaign. This you're you're, <laughs> you're an international this rugby might be team. Your only time to wear that kit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, like Stuart McCloskey was having a great game, got injured unfortunately. Imagine that's the last time he ever pulled oh. on the jersey. Pulls on the navy, the navy Not blue. My boy. Hey kids, uh, hey, <laughs> sits his grandkids on his knee in, in decades to come and go. Have, have a look at when you when your granddad pl- uh, played for Ireland. <laughs> what, is what is that? It's an outrage, and this—I don't know why they made this choice. Not even for the kit clash, but just for how disgusting that kit is. Yeah. It's uh, sacrilege. That was—that is not good. Well, yeah, they've got a good, good win, and they're building Great nicely. Win. And Great I think they'll lose in the in a, in a quarterfinal. That's, that's what I think. <laughs> well, they are in the tough side of the draw. Yeah, they so are. So it's South Africa and Ireland and Scotland are in the same World Cup pool. Mm. South, South Africa, Ireland, Ireland and, and I think Scot- Scotland as well. Oof. I think that's right. Well, there's definitely three very good teams. But anyway, South Africa and Ireland are in the same World Cup pool. So you would imagine if things go to pl- plan, they will be the two that emerge from that pool. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, they w- what lies in wait for <clears> South Africa <throat> or Ireland is New Zealand or France. Mm. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a quarter final so I'm just having what that's the only consolation I took when I was watching England is we, we've got the e- the easiest pool on paper so we should get to a quarter final even if we play as badly as we did today and then we don't have to just play we dice. don't have to play South Africa Ireland New Zealand or France in a quarter final mm. thank goodness yeah yes well France were awesome I thought but so uh, so Australia well, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to talk about Ireland. I know, okay, I, know you didn't, I, know, I know you didn't see the game, but uh, you've seen the highlights. But yeah. uh, I thought that that was just an 
awesome performance. I thought, and I think everyone thought, when Jack Nienarber and, or I don't know, Razzie and Rasmus, I don't know who does the, I don't know, they're both involved. Anyway, Razzie, yeah. Razzie was back. They picked the, the bomb squad to start. They picked their big front row to start. Yeah. I think they were fancying that they were going to tire out Ireland's first choice front row because yeah. there is their a drop. second choice is, is a drop off. There's a drop off, isn't there? I thought they yeah. are. They're going to tire them out. And at half time, that's how I thought the second half was going to go because mm. you watched the Irish players running off and they looked absolutely gassed and they had uh, Conor Murray had to go off you had Ty Furlong didn't come out for the second half and Stuart McCloskey went off and he was already a replacement for Robbie Henshaw and I thought yeah the, the plan's going to work eventually South Africa mm. are going to do what they do what they did to England in the World Cup tire them out make them exhausted and then rip them to shreds and for Ireland to stay resolute and actually be the aggressors in the second half, uh, I just thought, spoke volumes about where they're at. And I, I just thought it was awesome from that mm. perspective alone. And in terms of the game, there was a few missed kicks for South Africa, uh, Valencia and then yeah. Colby. Who'd have thought, uh, like having a, having a, again, we talk about 10s for England, having having an 85% goal kicker is quite handy it is at international it is. level. That, that, uh, Valencia has been a pretty reliable kicker previously. Mm. I mean, I've, I've not really seen that many problems with the guy ever when he plays 10 I, I like him at 10 well there's, there's calls in South Africa from maybe some quarters about um, getting Monet Steen back because he oh is my word. if nothing else he is a reliable goal kicker <laughs> nothing else so I go Monet staying at 10 and I go Francois staying at 12 and I yes think, you know, between the two of them they've seen everything South that, 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 that makes me feel better knowing South Africa for all the talent they've got in all those positions I mean I'd take a couple of their hookers a few of their back rowers a second row or two a centre Lacanio Am wasn't there and I'd take some wingers and I'd take players all across the pitch yes I, they would be desperate to have one of England's fly halves yeah, George yeah. George Ford. Even they'd take him in a heartbeat. They would take yeah, George Ford. I'm sure. I think. So. I think so. I think you are right. There'll probably be lots of South Africans disagreeing, but I think you're right. I, I would. It's probably the one, the one position where they they need some extra depth. It's a it's a key position. If, if uh, it can't uh, be Yanchis, can it? I mean, if Yanchis is your not Yanchis, not yeah. um, Mone Steen. I mean, he he he's had some amazing moments in the the Springbok jersey. And like coming, coming kind of back for the Lions last year, facing it one more time was that was outrageous. But you can't keep doing it. Like, How can South Africa have twenty nine international quality back rows and a hundred locks and 100. no all round ten who's got the full package? Yeah, I suspect it's something to do with just the life decisions South Africans make when they're young. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they, you're growing up in school. Do you want to be a fly half or do you want to be the next Evan Ruse? I know what I want to do. <laughs> you know, even their wingers, like, well, he's not, he's a Scotland winger, but like, uh, Duan. Do Even he looks like a you know a back row. They all look like like back, like back row. Scott says he wants to be a floor half. Give him another steak. Come on, do some weights. <laughs> it's funny because we were talking. Dupree, do, like Dupree is like <laughs> Rob Dupree. Yeah, yeah. Dupree. yeah, he was the runt of the litter basically, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. He's like, oh fine, I've got two good ones. Yeah, <clears throat> fine, you could be a fly half. We were talking with. Um, we bumped into the Seville Rugby Boys yep. in a bar in Malaga. Um, so there's about about eight of them, maybe. Yeah, about that. Um, they'd been out to watch watch the Tonga Spain game because they had some mates playing for uh, uh, one of the guys Spain. that you you probably scouted in the end of twenties World World Cup. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. I would have yeah. yeah. profiled him. Oh yeah, yeah. Guy probably. played for Ireland in yeah, the yeah. under twenties yeah. World Cup. But it, um, I was chatting to one of the Kiwi lads about 
rugby in we were saying rugby in Spain, but I think the the parallel works. Um, the the Spanish team, they kind of it was very formulaic. It was yeah. very right. We're in the we're in our twenty two. Therefore, there's only one option: it's kick the ball out. Like we're in the red zone. Therefore, we do this. We're in, in this zone. We do that. And that's kind of that's not the New Zealand and Australian way. It's more. And he was he was making this point like is is look up. What is on? If, the, if you're going to kick from the 22 and they've got six players back, well, you're not going to kick, you're going to run it. So it's like identify where the options are and run it. And that doesn't... I'm not saying it doesn't happen in South Africa, but South African rugby is more... It feels more on the formulaic end of the spectrum. Mm, well, it's, what, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? You know, if you know you're really good... At, I mean, if you know you're really good at mauling, just tell just them... Just, just keep Just keep mauling. Just keep doing it, yeah. Yeah, there's... It's very hard just because you know something's coming doesn't mean you can stop it. Yes, but that that might be one of the reasons why that they they, uh, they have more a lot more options up front than they do in the the ten jersey. Mm. Yes, mm. it was a really good win for Ireland. Just it's a great win to uh, the, great I, win for I love this email. I have to I have to read this one now because we need to, we need your help. Uh, I asked last help uh, last week for some help on. Um, Rugby players with it, former rugby players with interesting jobs. We've oh had some, yes, we've had some brilliant emails on that, which I'll, I'll get yes. to in a bit. But this one, need, this is urgent. It, the, the the title of the email just said "urgent help needed." It comes from Josh Corlett, who says up the ravers, which make, makes me think oh, he's a coldy, coldy, coldy player or fan. Yeah, and he says. Uh, urgent help needed, guys. On the twenty third of November, we'll be getting a black lab puppy. As a family, we've named all of our previous dogs after New Zealand rugby players. Mm. The All Blacks, Black Labs, you get it. Uh, the issue is we cannot find a name for the new one, and time's running out. Names that we have already used are Kiwi. Okay. We've got a lot of dogs. Kiwi, Lomu, uh-huh. Nonu, uh-huh. Haka, Zinzan, and Jonah. So they've had what a Jonah it? and a Lomu. Yeah. Um, any help in naming the new one would be greatly appreciated. Mackenzie. So, Not Sevu. Sevu, oh, Sevu would be good. <laughs> Frizzell? <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Frizzell. Frizzell. Frizzell, Frizzell, come here. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Uh, yeah, either Sevu or um, Frizzell. Yeah. What I about think... Carlos? Oh, King Carlos. Carlos. That's just a good name Carlos for a is... dog. Carlos yeah. is a good name. Uh, and... Yeah, Carlos or uh, Carter. Carter feels like it could be a Carter's Carter's a good name. one. Yeah, Carter and Carlos. And um, who was that ridiculous uh, Cullen? Uh, no, it's not Christian a great name. Cullen. Christian yeah, no, Cullen. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, so all right, Carter and Carter oh. and what about Ardy? Carlos? Ardy. Ardy. Ardy was the dog. Wasn't that the dog from Garfield? 
Was it the dog? Was it? Might have been. I, I think Artie's a, it'd be a cool name for a dog. That is a cool name. I That's like a, it. Is he the dog from Garfield? And he's going to be he's going to be in the team for a while. So you yeah, can, yeah, you can. His namesake will be pulling on that black jersey for a few years yet. Yeah. So we're going for Frizzell. <laughs> Odie, not Ardie. Odie. Odie, fictional dog in Garfield. What other? What other? Ardie. Ardie's a good one. Ardie, Carlos, and Carter. Did yeah. you see? Um, do you yeah. see? What about Beaver? Because after Stephen uh, Donald, yes, of course, uh, yes, Beaver's pretty good. Beaver is cool. Do you see that yeah. rather shameful thing which the Guardian put up regarding Sh- Shannon Frizzell? Uh, I I saw. Well, okay, yes, I just yes, think it's yeah, outrageous. Yeah, I did. What I would say is like with the, this is sometimes when I when I see you do things on Twitter, I go, oh man, you know you. I need to, you know the Streisand effect. It's like let more people know about the yeah, thing yeah. which you dislike because you point to the thing that you. But I, I just you know look the, the guy's playing international rugby. He's doing his day job. He's doing it well. And for the Guardian to put out that he's taking a he's taking a break from beating from hitting women to score a try. I think it's just not right, is it? It's not right that we focus on the one aspect of someone's character, which is probably the worst aspect of their character, when they made one of the worst mistakes of their life and we keep on repeating it over and over again and then we talk to everyone about mental, you know, mental health care. It's fucking nonsense. Yeah, that, that, is, the, that is the one part that uh, I, I thought it's pretty distasteful to do it in it's a, really, in a minute by minute uh, rundown of a game. It's a pretty cheap... It's a pretty yeah, cheap, yeah, cheap yeah, and very, di- and bitter, and cheap and bitter. It's not the place for it. Like, m- make a joke about that if you if you want to. Uh, the the other thing is, which I, I noticed, he because he, he didn't just do Shannon Frizzell. Shannon Frizzell taking a break from beating women to run the ball up, and then Sevu Reese taking a break from beating women to catch yeah. a ball or something. Se- I would just point out, Sevu Reese wasn't on the field. It's just player ideas. I just think, you know, look, why, why, why bring that up now? You know, why bring that up when these lads are? You know, you know, he's, he's just trying to. He's just trying to do his job. He's just trying to play rugby. And these people are not the arbiters of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable, and how, what we should be reminded of. And well, as long as long yeah. as that individual said uh, Manu Tuolangi taking a break from because he's been in trouble for some. From as need from hitting bouncers and there's a taxi driver, ta- taxi, taxi, driver, taxi driver. So issue. I'm sure if I go through the minute by minute of the England game today, it will say Manu Tuolangi takes a break from punching taxi drivers to and Chris Ashton to uh, to hit the ruck and Chris Ashton, and Chris Ashton <laughs> to make a tackle there. I'm sure that that would. Yeah, be the case the, as well. I, just, I just think people shouldn't be demonised for the worst things that they've done. And you know, if we're going to say let's celebrate players or celebrate the game, that's exactly what we should be doing. And if you want to have a wide ranging discussion about domestic violence in New Zealand rugby, oh, there's a place for that. Hundred percent. There's absolutely a place for that. It's just not in the minute by minute but, commentary. But JB, what you got to remember is there are people who, when they say what a great rugby performance from Paddy Jackson feel the need to say I'm not saying I agree with <laughs> yeah it's we're living in clown world mate so you yeah, just, just it, it is, is absolute clown world so it's just, it's just a real shame it's just a real real shame as for the rugby like I say the rumours of New Zealand's demise greatly exaggerated 
absolutely panned Wales. Eight tries, 55 points. How are you feeling, JB? Welsh Couldn't care less. Could <laughs> not care less. You did, you did describe yourself as... Well, you said... I can't remember, it was to, to the Seville Ruby Boys. You said you are not a Welsh fan not this a weekend. Welsh fan. You're yeah. a Welsh man, not a Welsh fan. Yes. Yeah. You, you said you came out explicitly as a France fan. Yeah, I think so. You, ident- <laughs> you identify as French. Yeah. So, you know, like this week I've been getting very upset with Wales in general. They've- You're transnational. Yeah, I'm yes. transnational, exactly. Yeah. I'm a globalist. <laughs> um, so, um,. <laughs> they released their team on the weekend. It was Cymru instead of Wales, and you know it's getting all very ethno-nationalist. And you know, I don't know, I hate it all. Um, but yeah, the, the football team earlier on in the week decided that it might go for Cymru rather than Wales in its international tournaments. Uh, the Welsh team, the rugby team, sort of copied that lead. I just hate it. I just hate everything about it. Uh, yeah, it's just. I, I find it odd that you're ambivalent about the team, but you really care about that. Though, because because I I, I don't care about the team, do I? Like the, no. like like the team is picked from fifty square miles of Wales. You know, it's a it's it's a team for a small section of South Wales. It has nothing to do with the North. It has nothing to do with Mid Wales. I mean, in the history of Wales, there's been like a handful of North Walesian players. Couldn't care less. Could not care less. Well, one of them was out there, wasn't he? George North was out there. He's North Walesian. Mm, Kings Lynn, isn't he originally? But yeah, George North would be one of them. Um, who else would be? I mean, there's very, very few. There's very, yeah. very, very, very mm. few. Okay, well, I was very impressed with New Zealand before we get on to being disappointed with Wales. Mm. Um, and But Wayne Pivak's going to be getting a roasting. I haven't read anything that's been said today, but I imagine he's getting a, a roasting from the... Yeah, I, well, I think there was genuine optimism that this could be the time. This is going to be the game where they turn, finally turn over the All Blacks. And it went very, very wrong yeah. very quick. It's a funny, it's a funny team selection. Um a classic Pivac selection, which is just pick as many older players as you can, but then sort of supplement them with lads who are not particularly experienced. Um, I was talking to Phil about this. You know, in the World Cup, Lee Halfpenny was called up to replace Liam Williams. And there's all sorts of like trials and tribulations about how old he is, how he's passed it. Well, he started again on the weekend. Well, he was due to start. Due to start, sorry, he didn't. Due. And as a result, Priestland went in at 10. And when, yeah. when you go from like Dan Bigger... To could, could be a ten to Reese Priestland. But it's, it's big, bigger to Anscombe to yeah, Priestland. To Priestland. Yeah. Is the so it's, problems? Justin Tipperick is like on his last legs, playing at six when he really he's out. He's not an out on out seven. Still got Alan Wynne Jones on the bench. I mean, some of these things work well. Some of them don't don't work well. Uh, I quite like the way that Tipperick mi- Tipperick Pivak mix and mixes and matches his teams to sort of suit what he needs. But uh, judging by this performance, no. Hmm. But New Zealand, back back to well, it's one of those performances. And I, I, I didn't watch huge amounts of games; I've seen the highlights. But there's a lot of tries late on from New Zealand because it was they scored what two, four three, tries, three in tries, the last tries ten minutes. Yeah, three tries early. Then Wales. It looked like they were going to run away with it. Wales came back into it a bit, and then last twenty, last thirty minutes, New Zealand just yeah, it was all all business from New Zealand. Yeah. Business. Now, yeah, I did. Boy. I actually did see a bit more of the Island A, uh, New Zealand. Oh, the Friday 15. night game. Apparently New Zealand Damien fifteen McKenzie Island A. Electric. Damien McKenzie. No, it's not surprising, but Damien McKenzie looked amazing. Mm. Like, absolutely amazing. I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, playing a grade down from yeah. where his talents would allow him to play. So I love watching him play ten. I think he's a great ten. Oh, he's such a good player. 
So much time on the ball. Right, France, Australia. <laughs> uh, hold on, I just uh, there's an email here from Carl Brewster. Uh, and Carl says, love the pod, you know the rest. Uh, before there I get go. to my point, huge caveat, I'm writing this on Saturday morning, so there's every chance they put 50 points on Wales and defeat <laughs> and <laughs> defeat the meaning <laughs> of my email. Quite, Carl. Uh, <laughs> however, on a week where Eddie Jones has said he doesn't pick the best players, he picks the best team, do New Zealand do the complete opposite, especially with their back line? Looking at their back line today, again, this is before the game, when he'd said, my email could be ruined by New Zealand scoring Events. 50 points. Um, it looks like the kind of thing I would have done when I was younger playing football manager. Just get all the Barretts, Ioani and Moonga on the pitch and see what happens. Do they need to make some tough decisions and use the Eddie Jones system and pick a back line, <coughs> the best back line rather than the best players into a back line? Just a thought. Well, I might have thought there was some merit in that before the game but um, and I think this goes to what you said Phil about South Africa being quite formulaic and I'd say England traditionally England is kind of the same, sort of, yeah, England Australia the same. New Zealand, France actually these guys just grow up with class skill sets that mean they can interchange clearly Yes and Geordie Barrett who's probably played most of his rugby, not all of it but most of it as a 15 for Hurricanes and New Zealand um, Rico Iwani, who certainly started his um, top-level rugby as a winger, as the two centres, and looking great um, mm. doing it. And I, th- I do think Jordi Barrett, it's because of the op- the other options that, that are available in the other positions that he would play, I th- think his best option for him and the team is 12. Mm. And I, th- I think he's got comfortably got the skill set to be able to do it he's comfortably big enough and strong enough and it 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 suits him and the team yeah I agree mm. go on then JB let let go on France Australia wasn't it good wasn't it good wasn't it good 32 classic it? kits the stash oh, was awesome the kits were so that, good that French kit is amazing that French team is amazing that French kit is fantastic this was some game as well they're, they're right, good right from the start well, they're, they're both, really really good um, both both of them Australia Australia. I think Tom Wright is like a generational talent for Australia. I really think he is. Like he's on the wing. He might not be the fastest. He is fast. He's fast because he gasped Pano. Yeah. I mean, like he's not the absolute is, top end end. Fast. He is fast. But he's fast, right? He's, he's not Johnny May. He's not Cordero. He's not Carreras. Resummit. Re- not Resummit. He's not that. But he's very fast. He's fast. <laughs> he's fast enough. Just the things he can do with ball in hand. The fact that every time he has the ball, there's menacing, attacking intent in everything which he does. Uh, he's just brilliant to watch. Absolutely brilliant to watch. So that try that... Is it Ikitao scored or... Is it Hol- Callaway maybe? Which is the Campbell? breakaway, the breakaway no, try? No, the breakaway oh. try. The, the amazing uh, Fichetti. Oh, Fichetti, yes. yeah, first try. Now, that, that, w- one, that was some try. That was awesome. That, that, that is all right. That is all right, just getting stuff done, making things happen, hustling. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. But not as much as I loved the French, uh, the French try, which was scored just before half-time. Marchand so, try. Yes. So the reason I love that, it had everything. Uh, huge defence. They, they turn it over. Eyes in France turn it over. Uh, Fiku gets the ball. Little delicate grubber through. Australia get it from underneath their posts. And then the French just decide we are winning winning this ruck. This ruck will be won now with big men. And they just pile in. And then they win the ball back. And then they score a try. That is the perfect try. None of these skills. <laughs> that is the perfect try. Had everything. It had, it had everything. Absolutely everything. 
And then just to finish it off, Pernil. That his finish. I mean, you've got all of that power, you've got all that strength, and then you've got the magic of Pernod to finish it off. That's exactly what I love about it. France because Australia did a brilliant job at keeping Dupont and uh, Dupont quiet, mm. and Untermac was he hasn't played for three months, yeah. and Jalabert looked a lot more like he should have been starting yeah. Yeah. when he came on. Because, and, but that's fine. It's the first game for them this autumn. Untermac will get better, but you keep Dupont quiet. Untermac has a quiet game, and then you've got guys like Pernod who can just when they need it. Yeah. Pull the rabbit out of the hat, and you got Ramos kicking six as well, just yeah. keeping the keeping the score ticking over, ticking over. Because it was it was two tries each, wasn't it? it was two yeah. tr- two tries for Australia and two tries for for France, but keep the score ticking. Teliana Tupo versus Uini Antonio. Some of those collisions in midfield were epic. They were just, they they were for the ages. I think there's two or three of them. Also, can we, can we just say uh, we we mentioned it before. You talk about opportunity being as as important as uh, as crucial as talent. Sometimes, where do Australia keep finding these guys? Like, how much did you know about Jock Campbell before? Who? <laughs> exactly who? <laughs> yeah, like it was like I, I, I was. Um, I've said this before. Like. I sort of drifted away from cricket a little bit and then I come back and like the England team I don't really recognise any of the players except for a couple Stokes yeah. and Anderson. Bairstow and Anderson and, and Broad but the rest yeah, of them Anderson, like, who are they? Anderson's been playing for like 40 yeah, exactly. years now so it was a bit like that so with Australia it's the same I know my rugby I'm a bit of a rugby nose and I still go who are you? Yeah. and then they go then they're awesome Yeah. well yeah I mean Australia went through so many players during the championship um that eventually, you know, eventually they just settle into international rugby. Imagine if they just rip up the Gitto Law thing and just let all their good players come they back. Should you know? Mm. They really should. Yeah, they should. They yeah. should. But I don't want them to because <laughs> we're going to possibly play in like, the quarterfinal. You know, uh, their backline, like uh, Ikatau, I love Ikatau. He just does things. They all do things, and that's important. As long as you've got the intent to go forward, um, well, that, that's, that was. That was a difference for this this game, the France Australia game, compared to um, certainly the England half of the equation today. Both of these teams had players who could do things like either force their way over the line, force the bending of the gain gain line in order to then get quicker ball and yeah. create space elsewhere, or do something exciting outside, like yeah. like the Tom Wright stuff, like Ikitao, like um, Fiku or Dante or Pano at the end. Well, I you know. In the French park, they've just got lads that they like to batter boys. So, like, Olivon and Andre are just absolute marauders. Um, going back to the the um, opportunity thing, it's not necessarily always just the opportunity. It's like the style of play. So, remember when uh, Hooper decided he didn't want to play international rugby for a few for a few weeks? Um, they just got rid of all their sevens and went with all like like with a bunch of eights. So. It's not necessarily just the opportunity. It's the opportunity, but then merging into a different style. Mm. And Australia seems to be very good at that. Um, yeah. French, everyone in that French team seems to have a point of difference. You know, whether it be Wocky, who is probably the best line out forward on the planet, uh, <clears> whether it be the other uh, back rows, which I mentioned, the, the, the massive front row, whoever it is, they've got a point of difference. And I think that's very important. It's interesting to see their second row selection with Wocky who's a kind of second row, back row, and Flamont. Because Wilhelms was injured, right? Yeah. No, he didn't get picked. No, 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 he was injured. Was he? Yeah, because they usually go with the the tight head lock being Wilhelms and the loose head lock being uh, 
either Wocky or Flamont. They started with them both and then brought Talfa Fenua on. Well, neither yeah. Flamont or Wocky are really big enough. They're not. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was was an interesting selection. They've gone for two more loose headlocks. Yeah. Now, obviously, it, that back row having Olivon and Jalonch as your six and seven, they are both big boys. And but Aldrich you you have working all day, working yeah. for days. Yes. Olivon does look like um, well, a god, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's such an attractive man. Just a god. Yeah. Can you he's, imagine that, that moustache. Yeah, that that moustache He's beard. So cool. I tell you, I tell you who is cool, uh, and he was top, uh, top, topless at the end of the game. Um, Danny, Danny Preso. Preso. <laughs> what a rig that boy has! Yeah, Preso is class. Yeah, he is brilliant. That's so much fun. But I, I'm, I'd be uh, really encouraged if I was an Australian fan. Massively, and you'd be you'd be annoyed that they should have won this game because that 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 Pano, it was an amazing finish. But it takes two missed tackles to allow him to do that. And Australia had... Their defence was good all game. They often bent, but rarely broke. Um, mm. Until that last moment, until yeah. the 79th minute. Yeah, yeah. You would be, you would be frustrated, frustrated if you're... If you're a Wallabies fan. You're going to love this email from Ben Cahill. Contact Chases at gmail.com. And he says, uh, gents, regarding a recent pod discussion on the mediocrity of some scrum coaches, quote, just push harder. Mm. Uh, perhaps this is the reason why. And he's sent us a link to a job on NHS England for scrum masters. Scrum masters? Scrum masters are wow. being recruited to the NHS job job sites, which he says is clearly a massive error. Uh, scrum master, NHS England... It's a contractor ensuring that the scrum is understood and enacted by the delivery team, ensuring adherence to scrum theory, practice and rules. Wow. Please note the re- uh, it's a fixed-term contract, a uh, short-term time limit project. As a scrum master, the post holder Love it. will support the product owner in ensuring that the scrum is understood and enacted by the delivery team, ensuring adherence to scrum theory, practice and rules. The, I mean, po- the post holder will have extensive knowledge and experience of, of, a- of <laughs> agile tools and techniques and be able to apply these s- to support the delivery across the whole of the NHS. Scrum master. So, wow. So that's why the quality of... I mean, that's what I'd be doing. If I was like, what's that guy, um, the, the guy's working with Worcester and Wasps. There Not, you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, or what's his name from Northampton? Oh, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt Ferguson. Matt Ferguson. Poor Matt Ferguson. <laughs> Hasn't got a clue what clue what's occurring. Just push harder. Push harder, boys. Yep. Scrum master. I love the I love love the title of scrum master. If I was gonna if I was gonna give myself a title, it might be that one. A scrum lord. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be director of rugby, you'd be right. master of rugby. Talk to yeah. me about talk to us about Malaga then. Pull pull back the curtain. Tell us about your weekend. What was there to say about Malaga? Good town. Enjoyed really it. Really cool town. We um we arrived there. We worked out immediately. It's really you arrived there. Okay, cool. Glad I was. That was going to be my first yeah, question. Yeah. Did you arrive? Did there? Yeah, we did. We can we confirm. Did arrive. We arrived. Yeah, we immediately. <laughs> Hold on. Have you left there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my heart's still there. Um, <laughs> so uh, after arriving, we um, we immediately went and did uh, about seven k and a hundred chin ups. Great way to see a city. Well, the, the running part. Yeah, yeah, and the chin up part. Chin up part and some press ups. So, Great way um, to see it from different vantage yeah, exactly. points, yeah. points whilst Huge working out. Huge bloody port there. So yeah, we did that. Uh, what did we do for us? Then we got ridiculously drunk on Friday. 
like yeah, ridiculously we... drunk, um, which was fun. <laughs> what was the, what was the drinks you were going for? Well, oh. Malaga seems to have its own vermouth. Yeah, so we drank a nice. lot of vermouth. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like very did sweet. You, did, you very ask, sweet. did you ask them about this for me, or did you? Did they? Someone recommend it to you, or how did you? No, we just spotted it. It, it was, it was on menus. on lots of menus. Uh, and it was very syrupy. Mm. It was almost like a cooler, wasn't it? Like, yeah, like like old, an old school cooler, but it's nice. And presumably, it was maybe quite it was cocaine strong. in it. Maybe it was maybe, a, that it old might school. Have, <laughs> might have been. Um, uh, so yeah, we had that. We had we had some. We had several very nice glasses of Albarino. Yep, we did. We had a lot of Albarino. Did you have any? Oh, we went to the fish market and, and ate oysters. Oh, the, the, we had, yeah, we did have. We had multiple oysters. How do you not remember any of this? We had the Galician octopus. Yep. Ooh, which was very which nice. Which was good. Just crown. You, you, you don't like oysters and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I love octopus. Oh, oysters, I can I can take or leave. Yeah, so we had. You had eight oysters, you had an octopus. What else did you have in there? I'd, 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 have, I'd have one with you just, so you, just to be polite and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> crikey, they, they were good. We had, we had more little, oysters with, with, with our tapas. Yeah. We had the um, little, little fried um, sardines. Yeah, we had oh. them. We had them. Gavroche, they call them, them in Greece. I don't know what they call them. Mm. I, love, I love them. A, a, a plate of salt sardines is just... A plate of salt, yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, we, that was it, really. We just got really, really drunk. We watched the... Northampton game where my prediction of Northampton came true we'll get into that on the uh, pod we'll do the yeah. pod yeah we watched that uh, and then on the Saturday we worked out again uh, oh we, we ran up a, we, we ran on a castle it was hell on earth There's hell a big, on earth big castle that overlooks the old town so the, in Malaga the, the old town we were staying right on the edge of the old town great great yeah. location overlooking the, the harbour and the sea um, and you got this it's like a rabbit warren of all these tiny little streets that curve in every single day. Oh, interesting. You, you get into it and you have no idea where you are. Like, you just, you're just walking through these streets. Mm. Every street looks the same. Everything is, like, curving around, so you no, have no idea what direction. But you, when you're in it, you know you're in it, and then it's kind of bounded by canal on the west side, then yeah. the seafront on the south side. So as soon as you're outside of it, you know you're, you're not in the old town. Um, so we had just had fun wandering around there, finding little tavernas um, on the on the uh, Friday night. Um, on the Friday night, late on the Friday night, it must have been about two in the morning. I was going to say, I was going to say, do they start? Do they start going out late? Very late. Very yeah. late. Can confirm. There's a lot of people out on 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 Friday on Friday night in Malaga. Very late. Um, yeah, on the Friday night, about two in the morning. So I was stood outside this club. We've been, been having a few drinks and partying in this club, and this Cockney bloke comes up to me and says, "Your dickhead mate is about to get his head kicked in in there." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go and find my dickhead mate." <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure Phil went. It's very safe. I thought Phil went. Oh yeah. What type two AM? Yeah, that's about that's right. About yeah, right. Was, yeah, yeah. That's standard. Okay, cool. He's, this is a normal. This yeah, is normal. Yeah, perfectly normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, got up, ran up, ran up to the top of the castle. Do you know? Hold on. Do you remember what, what happened inside to cause to cause you to nearly get your head kicked in? I don't actually. Um, I just remember three lads really taking a massive dislike. To English lads. One English, one South African, one from from Malaga. 
The only one I was bothered about was one from Malaga because he's a local. I'm like, mm, you know, don't really want to tangle with him. The South African fellow was pathetic. And the, um, and the guy from London came up to about my nipples. And uh, he's like, do you want to go outside? Do you want to go outside? Like, yeah. No, right. Right. What, what happened just before you be, being I, offered outside? I honestly don't but know. That still happens, clearly. Yeah, yeah. I honestly do. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't fight much, not that I do, but if you don't fight, fight if, you, if you don't fight much, what you've seen on TV is you, me, outside now. It's like, all right, well, okay, well, well, let's go outside. So we both went, both went outside. And uh, at this point, he's like, well, come on then. You're going to hit me? I was like, no, I'm not going to hit you. This is, this is, this is ridiculous. We're adults. Uh, oh, well, uh, you know, someone's going to, you know, no, no, I'm not hitting you. Okay. Do you remember the conversation? Yeah, yeah. Or the, yeah, yeah. You can hit me, right? I'm not hitting you. So he goes, oh, you're just a dickhead. So he turns around, goes back in the club, and that, and that was it, really. <laughs> it's just so old school. You outside now. Okay. Just, what do you want to do? Is there many English folk about not many not massively no, no I, wouldn't massively. Have, I wouldn't have imagined there would be no, no. I think everyone in English heads to Marbella down yeah, the road exactly just along the, the road. coast yeah but yeah it was brilliant really really lively Low, oh, quite a lot of jazz good. quite a lot of soft jazz it was a bit of soft jazz yeah. so our 5k run on the Saturday was brutal absolutely, absolutely brutal run up uh, to the top of the castle which overlooks the well, old town three, 200 metre elevation maybe yeah not, well, even, well, not even that it, much it, just it, steep it was brutal because you were steaming from the night before fair play for doing it at all got to do it haven't you yeah, yeah. Needs must. It's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was it. And then we went to watch rugby. And then the rugby was interesting because Spain, very formulaic. Don't really have a kicking game. Loads of talent. So yeah, inter- they've got a kicking game, but they just well, they were rubbish. Good, so they have yeah. loads of players called like they, they had one called Van Heerden. They, <laughs> yeah, they have loads of players like that, don't they? So they've um, they got a fair few Spanish lads as well. We yeah, really got no, they do. They, you're right, they do. I'm, I was actually looking at the Romania team sheet from the weekend, and I was they they have a Van Heerden and yeah. several others. Well, we were really getting into the weeds of Spanish rugby with the Seville Seville rugby team. Yeah, about what it's like to play there and whatnot. And they made the point that Spain do not suffer from lack of players. They've got all the talent. They've got all the players, mm. but what they don't have is a style of play which is conducive to you know heads up rugby. You know, they always kick at certain times. They I mean, they were outmatched by Tonga. There's no choice about it. They were outmatched by by Tonga, but they did have some bright bright spots. It's not as if they couldn't do anything. Um, another noticeable thing about the game was the standard of the the. Well, I guess it'd be the Spanish committee and their ties and jackets. Oh yeah, I wanted one of those ties. They look so good. I they really wanted so one of those ties. good. But yeah, the, the the big difference in the teams was. Tonga were just bigger and more physical up front. We had Ben so, Tan, Tan, yeah. Look, you show up to an international match with Ben Tamifuna and two Fafitas. You're gonna do all right. Yeah, and they just Tonga could make yards through the pack when they wanted to, and they just could just stop Spain making any yards. Yeah, some of the collisions were brutal. Yeah, Absolutely brutal. really. I, I, it's not not the most surprising thing in the world that the Tongan team put in a few big hits they put in some really really big hits mm. um, some of the, some of the Spanish outside backs genuinely looked scared to catch the ball at times because <laughs> Fekitoro and Mark, day. yeah they, they did not look comfortable catching the ball in the wide channel wow yeah. Fekitoro uh, loves to bang doesn't he I mean if you get caught in the wrong way in the wrong manner by Malachi Fekitoro you feel it for days, yeah. days and days and days. Like, do you know what they were saying on comms today? Nobody generates power like Manu Tuolangi. Yeah, they do. Ma- Ma- yeah. Ma- Malachi Fakatoa does. All of his countrymen. Yeah, yeah, every single one of them. 
Um, there's a couple of lads in the back row as well who uh, who, who like to play. Oh no, it's Manu Samoan and it's Manu Billy, Billy's Tongan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. I mean, what is? Uh, we try and work out the population of Tonga yesterday. It's like six hundred thousand. No, no, uh, way. Two hundred thousand. Right, I, I think it's. I think it's less than that. I think it's. Up. I've got it in my head. I think it's like just Fiji's four hundred thousand, Samoa's no. two hundred thousand, and no, Tonga Fiji's, might be a hundred thousand. Fiji's a million, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Samoa's Samoa's a few hundred thousand. Few hundred thousand, and, and Tonga, Tonga, Tonga I think, is just over a hundred thousand. Yeah, but a lot of the lads. So a lot of the lads playing. There you go. One hundred six thousand population of Tonga. Wow. Uh, Samoa two hundred thousand. Um, a lot of them were born in New Zealand, so they are Tongan descent, but. Born and raised in New Zealand, um, guys, guys like uh, well, Fakitoa might not have been actually, but guys like uh, Augustine Pulu or George Moala or, or mm-hmm. Ben Tamifanua. Uh, who was who was a scrum off? Or the Fafitas? Augustine yeah. Augustine Pulu. Yeah, he he looked good. He still looks. He's been playing in mm-hmm. in Japan for the last four or five years. Red Dolphins, but he did. He looked very good. He put in. He put in maybe two or three hits on one of the Spanish second rows. And yeah. he levelled this guy several times. So I did quite a lot of reading of Spanish papers when I was over in um, Malaga. With Google Translate camera? No. no, I just try and work out what is going on <clears> by... <throat> yeah, you, know, you can pick out the odd word. Yeah. So um, the, 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 the few... Well, my favourite story of the, of the week was 360 kilograms of cocaine seized from a shipping sh- shipping container. Um <laughs> There's a bit of coverage or in good Spanish. To see, good to see our egg chasers, TMO shipping containers, been uh, put <laughs> yeah, to use yeah. while we don't need them. Um, what was the other one? Uh, it's a bit of about unemployment, and the uh, and the third one was a rugby story. Uh, they had um, like a whole page dedicated to the Tonga versus Spain game, so they were taking it. They were taking it seriously, at least in at least in the local papers. Good. Mm. That's so really like, cool. Not, not having them in the World Cup, we are we are missing a trick. We really yeah. are missing mm. a trick. Although the qualification for the World Cup, I don't it's know if happening you've now. Yeah, did you see the results? No, I didn't weekend? see them for the first games. So USA played Kenya, put sixty points on them, uh, and Portugal played Hong Kong and put forty points on. Them. So USA and Portugal both had good wins, and the third weekend, the final weekend, USA played Portugal, play play Portugal in, in two weeks' time. Which looks already like that will be. Like, you could probably have predicted that going into this, but interesting. That will be that'll be a, a tasty fixture, and it, it is huge because it's hard to imagine a uh, a World Cup without USA, mm. without USA or Canada. Yeah. So, oh well, be better yeah. at rugby. Yeah. Yes. What games have we got next weekend? Oh, great question! Great question. I would just say if you find yourself on the road while while Phil's just getting picked up, well, while, while you, if you find yourself on the road uh, on a train somewhere with with the, where the connection is rubbish and you can't get onto your Amazon Prime or or you or whatever or you don't have it, the exclusive radio commentary is, ah. uh, is, is on Talksport and Talksport. Mm. So Japan will be playing England. England, mm-hmm. I believe South Africa will be playing France. Yes, that's uh, correct. What, what changes, if any, would you make? Um, f- if you were Eddie Jones, I'd change n- Scrum Half. Scrum Half. Start Van Portfleet, Ruffy Quirk, or Alex Mitchell, or yeah. whatever, Any anyone else. And... I'm not sure I'd, I'd change anything else. Slade at 13 instead of Manu? Yeah, which might might be an enforced change. Marchant, I'd have Marchant back, but he's not even in the squad. I'd have Murley playing, not in the squad. Uh, I wouldn't... 
Uh, would I have Farrell? He might, he might stay about. I think I need a, fl- I think I need a, a slightly faster fullback. There's quite a few things to be done. I think I need better balance in my back row. I think I'd probably get rid of um, yeah, uh, we'll Alex do, Coles. Because that's, that's the other one. I, I didn't think Coles made a... There's a couple of errors. One is knock-on. But overall, I thought, I thought, I thought he was all right. I thought he did all right. Yeah. But it's whether you... It's well, whether then you it's crossing. Oh, 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 oh hold on, hold crossing. on, hold on. Sam Fitzpatrick. Contact headchasers at gmail.com. Send, send us something. So... Uh, Nick Kennedy. Mum's an Oh, yes, I do know this. Johnny May. Uh, Mum's a, a tall Ed Sheeran guitar. Correct. Uh, what are the other ones? Luke Narraway. Dad's a butcher. butcher. What are the other Jack repertoire? Noel. Jack Noel. Dad's a fisherman. Fisherman. Yeah. Uh, the latest one, England's yes. newest cap, yeah. Alex Coles. Both parents. Or Vickers. Correct. Yes. Love Out- it. Outrageous. Isn't it? Awesome. Uh, Rob Buchanan is a what? Rob Buchanan. Hooker? He's a butcher. Oh, is he now a butcher? He's now a butcher, yep. And there's another one oh. which came through um, of one of the boys being oh, no, a that, beekeeper. Well, this is different. This is this is interesting jobs. We'll get onto that in the Premiership. Ah, yeah. this, this, was okay. a, this was a parents of, not yes. not what players are now. We've got some great yeah. emails on those. Which yeah. Are, yeah, I'll get to them. 12 Trees Dad. Billy Twelve Tree's dad is a tree surgeon. He is nominative. Yeah. <laughs> nominative determinism. No, it's reverse nominative determinism because he married a woman who. Was, oh yes. She, her family name was Twelve Trees, and she didn't want it to die out. So he, because he was a tree surgeon, he took. Her oh, family, I love it. Her there family name. Yes. So she knew she needed to find someone who might keep the name going. So she married, she exclusively dated tree, tree surgeons, surgeons, thinking that that was the best route to her keeping the name. <laughs> not, a bad, not a bad plan. Smart woman. Yeah, very smart woman. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we talked about the England changes. In- England should beat Japan. Japan will probably be licking their lips, though. Yeah. England Japan, have to win. Japan will fancy that. Japan will definitely fancy it. England do have to win, and they've got to show something a bit more. They've got to show a bit more spark. They've got to reduce the the rook time and the the ball speed. Yes, and create space and then use it rather than creating space and not using it. Put put all the players where all the defence yeah. are. Kick it, whatever. We, we didn't talk about Scotland, by the way. So let me just summarise Scotland. Sorry, Scotland mm. fans. Uh, they did. They won unconvincingly, and everyone's still talking about Finn Russell, which yes. does seem so odd. Yeah, that <laughs> you've got a player like that not involved. It, uh, it, yeah. It's it's such having the talent of Finn Russell is like you, you, Gregor Townsend is kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Like if he doesn't, if Finn Russell doesn't play and Scotland lose, or Scotland don't even play that well, all of the talk will be Finn Russell, Finn Russell, yep. Finn Russell. There's no possible escaping it. So the one PM kickoffs are Ireland, Fiji, and Italy, Australia, which. Will be comp- oh, comp- we d- yeah. We didn't really talk about the Italy game. Oh yeah. So the Italy played a good Samoa team. Yeah, a good Samoa team with a back row of Theo um, McFarland, Jordan Taufua, yeah. and Fitz Lee. Yeah, hell of a back row. It's awesome. Um, Samoa won the Pacific Nations Cup um, earlier this year, beating a very good Fiji team, and Italy absolutely hammered them. Jay Italy put, that it makes it buzz. Sorry. Sorry. Italy put um, nearly fifty points on them. And it was only, I think, two late Samoa tries that made the scoreline a little bit, it wasn't respectful, a little yeah. bit respectful, so fair play to Italy. Yeah. That is, um, that is a very good point. That said, Ireland and Australia will win comfortably in those games. Yes. 
So yeah. um, it's hard to get really excited about either of those two, I will be honest. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them a watch. Uh, England, Japan is 3.15. On the Saturday. On the Saturday. Yeah. That feels more like it. Twickenham yeah, on 3, like it. 3.15 on a Saturday afternoon, that's more like it. Uh, it I, I think England will win by 12. Yeah. yeah. England have got... They've, they've got to win. Have to win. Um, Wales, Argentina. That's interesting. Argentina win. Give me Argentina. Oh, I think Argentina. Definitely. Yeah. And then France, South Africa. 8pm again. Yeah. See, that feels right. That is... The Stade de France with those lights off and the, and the light show yeah. and stuff. It was just... It was great. Love... Oh, what a match Love up. these late kick... These late French kickoffs. And France, South Africa's... Oh. Massive, isn't it? Yeah. Massive men on massive men. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for... Uh, France. Yeah, narrow home win. France. Yeah, give me South Africa. I've got a feeling about them. I know what you mean, but um, yeah. I'd be interested to see whether France pick their two lightweight second rules again. I'm not sure they will do. No. Mm. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they stick with Entomac, um instead of Jalibert. Um, but I, I just think South Africa. It, it will also be interesting to see what South Africa do at ten. Yeah. And, and 15. Back, back we could have mentioned Colby at 15. Yeah. 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 Whereas it seemed a bit better when Vili LaRue came on. But uh, LaRue is just... I know Colby can be a bit bit of a playmaker because he has played 10 when he was younger. You want him to be the one yeah. being playmade too. Yeah. The, the opportunity cost of him being a playmaker is so high because he's the best op- open field runner in the world. So you don't want him there. You want him having the space exactly as you say Tim agreed uh, and then how much are Scotland going to lose by on Sunday is the question is that New Zealand <coughs> all the points <clears throat> yeah they'll lose by all the points yeah. they'll lose by 22 points I'm going for I think more than that I think I think at least 30 and t- I don't have the t- any tier 2 fixtures are there any interesting um, Spain hosts Namibia ooh which that, is, that should be a should be a good that's back in Madrid Oh. Go on then. <laughs> um, the qualification is USA versus Hong Kong and Portugal versus Kenya in for the World uh, World Cup qualification, which should be, I think, could be relatively comfortable. USA and um, Portugal wins. Uh, what else we got? We got Georgia. Georgia hosts Samoa in Tbilisi. Mm. Uh, oh, we did get an email from uh, Dennis, our long-time listener and friend from Germany, saying basically, uh, and Dennis, I apologise <clears throat> for summarising your email, which was brilliant and really appreciate it. But he says, JB, you need to get over whatever irrational yeah, I'm not convinced. Uh, Thanks, Dennis. fear you have of uh, Georgia. He said, just a beautiful country, incredible hospitality and a great place to go and watch Watch rugby. Yeah, I'm not taking that risk. I'm just going to summarise what he says. Uh, you need to head down to Georgia for a match. Of course, it's pretty poor infrastructure. Might not be up to Western European standards, but I assume you guys have also been to the Welsh Valleys and Bradford too. <laughs> Bradford's great. <laughs> uh, he says that... Uh, 
he says there's then there's the he talks about the uh, the incredible hospitality. Then he says the nature and the wine. Georgia has some peaks higher than Mont Blanc, a beautiful bit of Black Sea coastline, and one of the oldest wine cultures in the world. Mm. The Georgian Union, the Georgian Rugby Union, even has its own vineyard. That's oh, cool. that is cool. Furthermore, Tbilisi's city centre is very pretty. He sent us pictures, which do confirm this. The view from the castle was gorgeous, given its southerly location. It never gets too chilly there. Pints are €1.50. Food is awesome and cheap. And if you have a day to spare, head up to Stepansminder village, deep in the Caucasus, where the Gurgeti Trinity Church is probably one of the most spectacular things you will ever see in your life. Picture wow. attached. Wow. He said, Those fine pictures. Yeah, the pictures are incredible, oh aren't they? Is that the church? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he says, finally, JB, there shouldn't be anything more exciting for you than eight hairy Georgian forwards mauling and scrummaging their way across a muddy, uneven pitch. Yeah, that, that is quite exciting. Yeah. He, that is amazing, isn't it? He says, uh, maybe Tim was right in his assumption because when I met Mamuka Gorgodza, I think he's saying that I, I was suggesting you were just scared of Yes. Uh, Georgians. He said, uh, Tim might, may have been right, I think, because when I met Mamuka Gorgodza after a Germany-Georgia game a couple of years back, I felt very intimidated, despite myself being six foot five and 17 yeah. stone. De- Dennis is a yeah, big, he's a huge boy. man. He's, he's a big man. He's a big boy. Yeah. He said, and last but not least, the Georgian-Russia war was 2008, and the, and the South Ossetia and Abkhazia Ab- uh, situation has been quiet ever since. If you don't want to head near the disputed border, I don't. Then, Ma- then Malaga <laughs> should be off the list too, since Spain does not accept British rule over the rock. Winky smiling face. Uh, either way, I know for sure I'm heading down to Georgia to see my German boys play in Georgia with little to no chance of winning next February, as we Germany, he means, just got promoted to the Rugby cha- Europe Europe Championship once again, and aren't funded anymore by a certain German billionaire who prefers to put his sugary drink fortune into a club team elsewhere. It would be great to see you down there in February. All the best from Berlin. Let the boys play. Those photos are spectacular. They are amazing. Yeah, Yeah. Dennis is a big, big boy. If he's not uh, enjoying Georgia that much, I'm not sure I'm going to. What, no, he loved said, it. He just said he loved it. I don't know. How did you, how did you not say that he felt intimidated there? By Mamuka Gorgonza. By Mamuka Gorgonza. Gorgonza. There. 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 That is uh, fair. But I, I'm just, just going to repeat that fact. Uh, any advance from any other rugby union on the fact that Georgia have their own union vineyard? Uh, well, Racing 92 have a wine cellar. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Love it. Oh, Are you making a great case? He really does make a great case. I've just got to try and get a... a a palatable flight out there. Yeah, that is the question. If we can, if, if we can get someone getting some direct flights going, then uh, I'm in. I would be keen. I'm yeah. all in. Uh, right, thank you very much for that. Uh, we're we're going to do a Premiership podcast and uh, contact eggchasers at gmail.com. Hit subscribe, patreon.com forward slash eggchasers for more content and let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.